<laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be like fresh and new. You know what I mean? Spice things up, but it doesn't work. Okay. No, it works. Hello, guys. Wait, you have to pause. Oh, okay, true. How should I start this? Just uh, don't overthink it. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Actually Adultish. I'm one of your hosts, Janina. And I'm your other host, Christina. And we are excited to be back, as usual. We have a really, really great guest today. First of all, if you haven't subscribed, please do. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you want to leave a rating and review, please do so. It really helps us out. Um, we love feedback and it helps other people find out about us the more ratings and reviews we have mm-hmm. since we're just just chugging along, doing <laughs> our thing. Uh, yeah. I sent the link to my TA. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did your TA listen? No. Oh. He will though. He will. He'll come around. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I should do that. I should do that. Yeah, all, you should. Mass send it out to the professor. P.S. This is my podcast. Yeah. This is check it our out. podcast. But we need to get everybody into podcasts. Okay. So today I'm so excited because we have one of my good friends, Kaylee. I almost said Bush, which is her maiden name, but she got married. So she's Kaylee Clark. Cute. Kaylee like Christina that. Clark. And That's I a pretty name. especially love her middle name since it's <laughs> my name. Um, What's your middle name? Lynn. What's yours? Wow, I don't have one. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, totally. I I want one, though. I'm greedy. I took a a name. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Basically, yeah. So Kaylee's amazing. She knows so much about health and nutrition. Mm -hmm. She's a health coach, and she works in admissions for High Point University, and she has an amazing blog, Kaylee Christina dot com and we yeah i've never met her or talked to her but her story she's like she's such a bright person yeah she has an amazing energy we like she does her aura is really yeah really nice you'll you'll catch on real quick real quick okay (laughs) so we're gonna go ahead and get to the interview hi kaylee hey kaylee hey guys how's it going good how's your morning going Good. Drinking my drinking my fat coffee, my water, and I'm all set. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Your famous fat coffee. Have you had? Are you gonna have a smoothie? Absolutely, hundred percent. I can't go a day without one. <laughs> I know. Whenever I think about you, I just associate you with your fat coffee and then a smoothie. Like, <laughs> all every day. <laughs> yeah. So good. Okay. So, why don't you let's just start off for people who aren't familiar with you. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, cool. So my name is Kaylee. Um, I have a blog, KayleeChristina.com. Uh, Christina is my middle name. I just recently got married, so I didn't feel like my last name was me yet. My Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. You. Your wedding um, is so beautiful. beautiful yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It was awesome. <laughs> it's like just one giant party. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so it's KayleeChristina.com, and I started a little over a year ago now. It's kind of all-encompassing wellness, um, so health, fitness, nutrition, mind, body wellness. Um, I interview people in the wellness industry, people that own um, like different healthy products and things like that. So it's kind of just a place to go to, to learn more, to get some recipes, 
Um, so I do that. And then I am also a holistic nutrition and health coach. Uh, so wow. I do have clients that I talk to about, you know, what they're, it, and that's kind of everything actually. Um, some of my clients, it's very nutrition focused and some it's a little more, it has nutrition, but then it's also a lot of mindset. Yeah. Um, it's like being like, a therapist. Uh, it really, yeah. it crazy, it, it's so crazy that I never really expected that. And it kind of ended up turning into that, you know, I've yeah. talked about, like, um, eating disorders and just unhealthy habits with food and it's more talking through things. It's mm-hmm. a lot of it. Yeah. So, um, how do you and Christina know each other? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly felt like we met like online dating almost. Like Like, we had, um, we had been like liking and commenting on each other's Instagram. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Stalking each other. Yeah. Basically stalking each other because we were just our, um, I felt like our mindset was really aligned about things and I was going to be in LA for work and I think I messaged her and I was like, do you just want to grab dinner? Yeah. (laughs) I was Um, so excited. You were the first like blogger like that I had ever met up, like met up with that I hadn't met in person. Like you were the first one. I had never done that before. Me neither. Like that was my first time too. Oh, I love, yeah, I love that. And I was so excited and I was like nervous. I was telling Nina before I was like, what if she's like actually weird? Like twenty first <laughs> century yeah, fairy tale. Yeah, I didn't know. But you it. came back so excited. Yeah, we that was like the best dinner. I felt like we just like so clicked. I and- felt the same way. <laughs> I called my husband right after Matt, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I just had the best. I was like on cloud nine. Me too. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, you we guys just got fell to in hang love out again. I know. <laughs> Like, you know, when you have a good conversation with someone and it gives you such an adrenaline rush. Yes, high. I love like, that. Oh like, that's how I felt after our con- after our dinner and conversation. Me I was too. like, talking Matt's ear off. I'm like, and this and this. And- <laughs> I know. No, me too. It was, am- I was just like, and I was like, I just remember thinking, I'm like, oh, fuck. I wish I lived in San Diego. I wish she lived here because, like, I want to hang out with her more. And, like, oh, my God. I was just, like, freaking out. And- <laughs> I felt the same way. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so we've, yeah, we've just been friends ever since. I, like, it's hard. To- I feel like it is. I mean, in this community, there's a lot of us who do have, I guess, like, similar mindsets. But mm-hmm. it is hard to find people who are, like, really on my same page I feel like mm-hmm. yeah um, and I feel like you're one of the people who was like really on my same page like I agree with you on like everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever whenever you go on your rants on Instagram it's like you're in my head yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like that's exactly like you're just saying exactly what I'm thinking <laughs> and then I'll be like cooking things and I'll be like oh Kaylee would love this or like <laughs> <laughs> or like anytime like I was saying like anytime I make a smoothie I think oh like Kaylee would make that like <laughs> What's your favorite smoothie Kaylee? Like what do you put in your smoothie? So I I go through total phases. So I swear for like 8 months straight all I made was mint chocolate chip. Like that's all I made. I Yummy. like that's all I wanted. Now I'm on a huge blueberry and vanilla kick. I don't mm. know what it is, but I just now that's all I want. I don't want anything else. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'll be back to the chocolate real soon, but um, I go through serious phases, and I only want 
one type of flavor. And I mix up everything that I put in it, but you know, it's always going to be, I'm always going to have blueberries. I'm going to have some form of like vanilla powder or vanilla protein, but then I mix up the greens and the veggies and, or the nut butter or whatever else in it. But those are staples. Do you have any smoothie secrets? Anything. Um, my, okay. My biggest thing is replacing, and I feel like some people know this, but replacing an avocado with a banana is game changer. Because mm-hmm. you just don't taste the difference. Yeah. And some might be weirded out doing that for the first time. and mm-hmm. um, But it makes such a difference when it comes to like sugar cravings or just not sugar overloading a smoothie. And it makes it so thick and creamy. Like if you put a whole one in, like that stuff is ice cream. Like yeah. it's, like, it's Game changer. Do you freeze yeah. the avocado or do you just put it in? Sometimes it depends if I'm prepping and thinking about it. <laughs> um <laughs> Sometimes I'll freeze the avocado. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing that and just like, and then throwing it in a little bullet. I would definitely recommend having a Vitamix if you're going to freeze an avocado because it like, it really freezes. It becomes really hard. Um, But sometimes I'll freeze the avocado, but I keep my blueberries frozen. I'll still use a banana every once in a while, but I'll use like a quarter of a banana and -hmm. it's really just for a little added sweetness. But um, I pretty much freeze most of the fruits and then just leave everything else in the fridge. Yeah. Um, I just have this problem. Like, I don't know why I don't like to have smoothies for breakfast just because I feel like when I'm not chewing (laughs) or like, it has to be so thick for me to be satisfied. And it's (laughs) so hard for me to get it as thick as I want. I know everyone's smoothies on Instagram are so thick. That's because they put 800 things in there. I know. Yeah. Mine are definitely not always that thick and I get really sad when I like suck it down. Yeah. I want more. How do you stop yourself from just like, I would, I just like gulp it in one sip if it's not thick (laughs) enough. And I'm like, damn, that was over so fast. I know. No, I do. I just, I really do try to make it as thick as possible. So it does slow me down. Yeah. But I, I'll make smoothies a lot before I have to like go on a car ride or anything. And when I finish it like five minutes into driving, I'm like, well, now what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I can't make another smoothie. Oh my God. You're hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So you're also, um, I don't think you t- said this before, but you're also an admissions counselor. Right? I am. I have a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. In addition to blogging. So <laughs> um, I run pretty much West Coast admissions um, for High Point University, wow. which is private school in North Carolina. So my territories are Southern California, Colorado, Nevada, and Utah. Um, That's a lot of I- responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> So I, yeah, I work, I work from home all year round. I go back to campus about five times a year and then about five months of my year, uh, spread out a little bit, but five months of my year is spent traveling in within my territories. So what exactly does that entail? Does that mean you're reading applications? Yeah. So, um, it's really cool because my year is split up into different like seasons, I guess you could say. So I'm not always doing the same thing. Um, so I'll kind of start in the main season, which is the fall. So seniors in high school are applying, uh, pretty much September through November for the most part for colleges. Um, so I'm traveling to all different colleges for basically three months in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, all different high schools, not colleges, yeah. <laughs> all different high schools for three months in the fall. I'm meeting with counselors. I'm meeting with students and families. I'm 
going to college fairs. I'm hosting events and workshops and essay reading workshops and financial aid workshops and all different things. Just, so just really connecting with students in my territories, answering questions that they have. Um, and then I do read every single application from all of my territories. Wow. wow. So. What, are, what are the biggest application like faux pas? Failed. Yeah. <laughs> I would say... With the essay that everyone has to write, I personally feel so one of the big essay topics is, you know, what is, what do you feel like is your biggest failure and how did you overcome that mm-hmm. and, or biggest challenge? Um, and I feel like students that live very privileged lives feel like they feel bad that they don't have a major challenge. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them not to feel guilty about that. Um, like they don't they make up one sometimes or make up this really simple thing and try to exaggerate it. And you can tell when reading an essay that, you know, the student doesn't really feel like this was their biggest challenge at all. They're just yeah. trying to get a topic out. So yeah. um, just really being honest with your essay, no matter what it is, but just, you don't have to feel bad if you've never gone through, you know, hell and back or, you yeah. know, well, I remember, I remember complaining about that when I was in high school, I was like, I don't know what the hell to write about because like sorry that I haven't like I've been so for I've been really fortunate mm-hmm. like but like yeah. sorry like I talked about someone else in my essay oh, like really? how someone yeah like one of my close friends oh yeah I just was like I, yeah. yeah I don't know I just remember feeling like up- upset about that because I was like so what I can't get into college because I haven't had a hard life <laughs> yeah and I, I always tell students I'm like it's okay like just write about something you care about that you're passionate about like you don't have to like have this terrible life to and have this huge overcoming story when you're 17 years old. Like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. What else are what else are you looking for? Like in terms of like what do you think is more important? Grades, extracurriculars, essay? So what I love about working for High Point is we take a very holistic approach when we're reviewing applications. And since we are a small private school, we're only bringing in a class of freshmen of like 1,100 students. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get to really filter through and understand students and get to know them more. And we really want to bring good people to campus. So, of course, we take a look at, I mean, GPA, SAT, we look at that. That's important for sure. And it's important when it comes to any scholarship money they might get. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, we want to bring in people that have strong values and good character and that are going to be active in our campus community and are going to, you know, bring stuff to the table and want to be interactive. And so we're really we're looking for good people. And that's that's what I like. I feel like my values really align with and I'm an alumni of High Point, too. I did go there. Um, So that helps. But I feel like my values really align with the type of people we're trying to bring on campus and what we're trying to do with the university. I feel like we should have Kaylee on just for a whole episode about like college, college. Yeah. like because she's been totally there, done that I, and now she works for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> because I feel like you could help so many people, and I know a lot of our listeners are like in that, um, like in high school. Yeah. We have a lot of seniors who listen. Mm-hmm. That's well, awesome because I feel like my my nutrition and like my full time job is being an admissions counselor. Everything aligns because I just want to help people. Yeah. I like yeah. really just want to help people grow, understand, make good decisions, and. Do you ever, do you ever, okay, like, I was thinking about this, I was like, I feel like if I had Kaylee's job, I'd be talking to these students, and I'd be like, side note, like, you need to 
stop eating that and uh, <laughs> um, let me help you fix your health while I'm doing your call. Like I would like not be able to separate the two. Do you ever like have that thought in your head? Like hundred percent. And I've actually read a few essays where there's girls that are so passionate about wellness. And when I've sent them a follow-up email, just being like, Hey, it's been a real honor to read your application. Like, oh, thank wow. you for applying. I'm also like, by the way, I'm super into nutrition. And if you ever like, Oh my God, I love that. Like I've done that before. Cause I've like really connected with some essays, but yeah. actually, so what's really cool about the schools I go to, um, since we are a private school, which you know, typically means a little bit higher cost in tuition, yeah. um, which though some state schools these days, it's not that much of a difference, but, mm-hmm. um, but I do visit a lot of private schools, um, in the California and Colorado region. And some of the things that these private schools are doing are incredible when it comes to nutrition in the schools. And I'm blown away. And I'm like, how can I get involved somehow? There's this one school in, I think it's somewhere in Orange County. I'm totally blanking, but they have a entire garden in the back of their school and they, they cook their meals and lunches for the students from the garden that they grow at the school. Oh wow. my God. That is so progressive. I, I wish yeah. I went to that school. Holy crap. Is, is like learning about irrigation and learning about the environment and gardening and learning where your food comes from. And so it's built into, um, kind of their curriculum. And I was just mind blown, absolutely mind blown. Wait, where is that again? I'm going to have to find the school. I have a picture of it in my phone somewhere and I posted it on, I think my personal, well, I've gotten rid of my personal Instagram. I've kind of just put it all together now. (laughs) When I had a personal Instagram, it's through there. So I might just scroll through while we're on Yeah, that's literally insane. I feel like that's so cool. I wish that was more, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in general, I mean, that's like an anomaly. Mm -hmm. Like It Uh, It should be the norm. Yeah, I wish it was. And I've been Um, to other schools where, you know, I'll be at a small college fair and it'll take place in their cafeteria um, because that's where they have the biggest space. And they'll have like nutrition information on the walls. And there's been a few that, I've actually been impressed with like, really? you know, a lot shocks of me. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, you see a lot of nutrition information. You're like, this is bull crap. Like, yeah. you should like people, these things, this one school had the most accurate information. I, I remember I took a picture of a few of the posters because I was like, I feel like I want to do a blog post on this and yeah. kind of see where it would go. But, um, yeah, some, there's been some schools that are really making positive changes and, Sadly, I feel like that's only a Southern California thing or California in general. Um, and hopefully it'll eventually spread to the rest of the U.S. But I think it's pretty unique to California for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, yeah. We definitely have to have you back on just to talk all about this. because, sure. Yeah, because I want to get into all your um, health stuff. But also, yeah. okay, can we just acknowledge the fact that you're literally like have 800 jobs and you do everything so well. So like you have a full-time job as the admissions counselor, like working with high point and then you're blogging and your health and nutrition coaching. Like, how are you, how do you do all of that? <laughs> so I definitely have a meltdown once a month. I have, <laughs> Necessary. I, you know, I, have, I have one last Sunday and I just, I started like bawling my eyes out to Matt because I was, like I feel so overwhelmed. I have so much stuff I have to do this week. And I I break down probably once a month. And then it honestly kind of gets it out of my system. Mm -hmm. And I talk with Matt and gosh, I love him so much. He is so (laughs) effective with time. I feel like he's personally taught me so many things to be effective with my time and smart about my time and how to prioritize. 
Um, but you know, I was like crying and he was like, all right, what's most important this week? And I was like, I don't want to do this exercise. Like, I don't, I just want to complain. Like, I just want to cry. Yeah. You guys like, are no. literally relationship goals. <laughs> you guys are so cute. How did you, how did you guys meet? Um, we met, so we were both living in Cleveland, actually. Uh, so we lived in Cleveland before this and we were both working in sports. I used to work for the Cleveland Cavaliers and he used to work for the Cleveland Indians and um we actually didn't meet through sports but i feel like we ended we would have because we found out so many we had so many friends in common um (laughs) downtown cleveland there's only one apartment complex that has a rooftop pool like oh my god (laughs) clearly not california (laughs) wow and uh, my friend lived there and his friend lived there and one saturday afternoon we're you know pool top drinking and it was only his group of friends and only my group of friends there so we're bound to all talk you know yeah (laughs) um and we ended up talking I, hitting it off, he asked me out to dinner that Monday. We went to dinner three times that week, and then the next week we saw each other every single day. Oh which wow. was my god! So crazy because like a couple weeks into our relationship, we both were talking about kind of how we can get annoyed with people spending too much time with them, <laughs> yeah. and we were both weirded out that we weren't getting annoyed with each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this happening? Oh my god, that is so adorable. Okay, wait, so. Okay, let's talk about yeah. the health aspect of it. Was he, uh, what was he eating like? What was his health situation? <laughs> okay, his health situation is kind of all over the place. When we met, he had actually just lost like 35 pounds. Wow. wow. How did but, he do that? Um, He did, he was running every single day during his lunch at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was actually, obviously I don't approve of this now, like, I wouldn't, but he was doing like a, a Weight Watchers thing, which yeah. can it can be done in the right yeah. way and teach you to understand. And when Matt and I have talked about it, he said, listen, I didn't even know where to start with nutrition at all. So mm-hmm. that did help me be conscious about what I was eating and yeah. how much of it. So I do understand if, if you feel like you like need to lose like 30, 40, 50 pounds, like sometimes that can be like helpful for people just to understand, you know, that's not the way I would go about it or, you know, yeah. approach it. But I understand where he's coming from, yeah. where he said. So I think, I think that like programs like that are beneficial for helping people understand like portion sizes, I guess. Yeah. It's just like the, I mean, I'm sure we both agree on this, the points thing about how it's like, oh, I could just use my points on a brownie instead of, (laughs) not not the ideal, but it does, yeah, you're right. It's like a good, like, like, I guess it can be a good starting point. Yeah. If you're like at zero with nutrition, it's good at least consciously understanding how much you're like, just, you know, dipping your toes in the water, I guess. Um, so he did that, but when we met, his freezer was full of like lean cuisines and like oh, oh god, <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I I totally ate hot pockets in college at one point, so I can't <laughs> judge. Like I really can't judge. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was you know it was working for him to lose the thirty five pounds, and like he really wanted to get to a point where he was running more and becoming more active. So um, that got him to where he needed to be before I swooped in. (laughs) Um, But he, he, so he is 50% Italian. He comes from a very Italian family, a family of, um, he has three other siblings. So a family of six and you know, there was never any portion control growing up. 
Mm -hmm. And he grew up where you would never have leftovers, though with a family of six, like, of course you don't have leftovers. Like, like, can you imagine like cooking for 12 every day? So everyone had leftovers like that. But, you know, he would go up for seconds and thirds and fourths and you eat everything on his plate always. And that's just the mentality that he grew up with. So when I came in and um, like I would cook dinner and there would be leftovers He'd go up and get seconds. I'm like, okay. And then he'd go up again. I'm like, are you actually hungry or, you know, what is it? And he'd say, no, it's there. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, you made it. It's there. I'm like, but you can always have this for lunch tomorrow. (laughs) Honestly, now he's like so much better about it. It's insane. And it's funny because I serve us for dinner. Like, I'll portion out the bowls because I cook. And um, now I will serve him half as much knowing that he mentally wants to get seconds. So. Oh, my God. That's that's smart. So, yeah, and, like, he gets – because that's, like, his prize. Like, yeah. he gets seconds. So I just don't – I'm like, okay, then you get half as much, like, the first time. So then you get to have seconds mentally. Yeah. <laughs> But but he would have like three dinner size amounts before. I'm like, you don't actually need this much food. You just mentally it's there. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. It took a long time for him to adjust to everything. <laughs> do you have any do you have any tips for people to figure out if they are actually hungry or just want it mentally? Um, I mean, what I always ask Matt when he's like, do you mind if I go get seconds? And like, I, I feel like when I say this, it's going to sound controlling, but it's not at all because this is just like our conversations that yeah. we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be like, well, think, I'm like, just take a second, drink a little bit of water, hang out, let's talk. And if in 10 to 15 minutes, you're still hungry, 100% go get seconds. Like yeah. if you're hungry in 15 minutes, like actually hungry, sure, go for it. But I'm just like, hey, let's just hang out for a little bit. Let's drink some water. Like, let's just give it some time. And yeah. then. And sometimes in 15 minutes, he's like, I still want seconds. I'm like, okay, go for it. Like that, you do you. And sometimes he's like, yeah, I don't really need seconds anymore. So um, just, you know, and to just not say it in a bossy way, Mm -hmm. I think is the best too. And, um, you know, a lot of men, men don't want to be told. No one wants to be told what to do. No one does. I love love your approach and I love your relationship. It's just so (laughs) cute and so harmonious. Um, So does he... Does he eat like you? Um, <laughs> this is so funny. So literally two days ago, he was prepping his meals, which is also a first. But he was prepping. He loves um, doing chia and oat um, chia and oat pudding in the morning. He likes mixing the two That's with so almond cute. milk. And he was putting all of like my little potions in. He was. <gasps> oh my it. god. <laughs> in and he put like my mushroom powder in and I turned to him and I was like three years ago did you ever think you'd be putting like reishi mushroom powder in oat and chia seed pudding yeah (laughs) and I was like I am so proud of you and um so it definitely was an involvement when I when we first started dating and I was cooking I honestly I wasn't making obscure things and I still don't think I make obscure things except for you know when I occasionally have kelp noodles like that can totally sound weird to people. I get mm-hmm. it. Like, but like, this is the thing. I feel like people. I get so pissed because people act like when people eat healthy, it's like so weird. I'm yeah. like, what's so weird about vegetables and Seriously. meat? Like, I don't really get what's so weird about it. 
I remember the first time I posted, I was making kelp noodles on Snapchat, and so many people were like, that's so weird, like, what is that? And I'm like, I'm eating a, essentially, like, a vegetable and algae from the sea, but you don't think it's weird you're eating, like, chemical-filled cheeses? Yeah, like, exactly. It's not so it's like, I never judge anyone, but it's, like, I'm eating stuff from the earth. That's not weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're eating actual food, and other people are literally eating chemicals and plastic. So, <laughs> exactly. good for, yeah. like, I think you're weird then, you yeah. know? <laughs> Um, I see it all the time, but my, I mean, my cooking, I was making a lot of like squashes and just vegetable based meals and stir fries. And I mean, my, he's seen my health and nutrition evolve too. So he's definitely evolved with me. And I'm so glad that he grew up in a household where you try everything, no matter what. I'm mm -hmm. so blessed because so many of my friends are like, how do I get my, you know, boyfriend, fiance, husband to eat healthier? He won't even try what I make. And that annoys, like, that annoys me because I came from a family where it was, we had a one bite rule. Like, no matter what, you would take a bite of that. And if you really, really don't like the taste, okay, don't eat it, but you will try it. Yeah. It's just the way I grew up. And Matt did too. And God love the man. He loves everything. Like, he loves, yeah. yeah. Like, so he'll eat absolutely anything I cook as long as it tastes good. Um, so I'm pretty blessed with that. Yeah, there's nothing worse than if you tell someone, oh, it's gluten-free or dairy-free, and they're like, they don't even want to try it because it's got that label on it. They're like, That's yeah, like, then it's bad. That turns me off for real. Yeah. I have this one friend who she just, if something's labeled too healthy, she just doesn't want it. Like I remember yeah. we were in Vegas and she had, um, I like mixed up this like morning hangover cocktail of greens and stuff. And she was like, ugh, that's yeah. too healthy. I don't want that. Oh my God. Like, okay. <laughs> I think that's just a defense mechanism. It is. Yeah. Um, how can other people get their, um, significant other to eat healthy with them? What advice do you have for that? I think it really does take time because you can't, force anyone to eat healthier or they also don't want to feel forced mm -hmm. at all. Um, so I think, I mean, if you're the cooking, like if you cook in the, in your family or in your relationship, then just cooking healthier meals and eating together. And, um, you know, if your significant other really doesn't want to eat it, just say, can you just try it? And if you honestly don't like this, then okay, you can make your own food. But the thing with Matt is once he started eating healthier, he and I was cooking, he felt better, which then in turn made him want to eat healthier. So I Shocker, think he felt yeah, better. Right? <laughs> then they need to see the results. It's like, why do I need to eat healthy? Okay, you can feed me all this information on why it's good for me, but until I feel it myself and I notice the difference, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, so 100%. I just like making that type of food and having that type of food in the household, they'll start to feel better and then they'll start to crave that food and not crave their unhealthy food as much so it's de it definitely takes time it does not happen overnight 100%. was it was it awkward at all like when you first started dating like yeah, your first date so yeah your first you know, dinner like your date. First where'd you guys yeah. go so this is insane so he he asked me out to dinner and we went to this little mediterranean spot right downtown cleveland mm -hmm. and we our date lasted like two and a half hours wow. like we talked the entire time I remember calling my my best friend after so just astonished I was like I shared so many things with him that I haven't even shared with friends I've had for six years like yeah. it was it was so weird how I 
there was just such an instant click. I just felt so open. Like my family situation is kind of all over the place. And I share things about my family with him that I just, I don't tell people normally ever. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy. It lasted two and a half hours. And then he, he asked me, um, a group of his friends were in town because since we both worked in sports, the AHL hockey meetings, which, um, was like the minor league hockey meetings were in town. So he had some old colleagues from, um, when he used to work in Texas, um, in town. So he was like, I know this might sound weird and you don't have to come, but like some of my friends are out at this bar. Like, would you want to come with me? And I, I was like, sure. I mean, I'm always down. So I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? Like it was right down on Cleveland. I could always walk home if I was uncomfortable or anything. Yeah. And we went. And so I think our first date lasted like six hours. We went out to dinner like two nights later and that dinner lasted like three hours. And it just, we just talked so much and shared so much about each other from the beginning. It, um, the awkward part was that it wasn't awkward. (laughs) I was fully expecting, I was never fully expecting to connect with someone like that ever again or connect on that level. Um, I had boyfriends in the past and, but I, I had never in my life connected with someone on that level. That's Ever. amazing. Yeah. It sounds almost as amazing as our first date, Kaylee. <laughs> I, almost, almost. I might be a little better. <laughs> um, okay, so let's like get into the meat of things. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> so ready. <laughs> okay, so I know you've struggled with an eating disorder in the past. Um, and I want to just kind of talk about that. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit of your story with that. Yeah. Um, when did it start? What happened? Okay. So I grew up in a, I have food comes from, I feel like emotions and things you've been through and it's not always just about food. Like it's, it's something else that's going on mentally for sure. Absolutely. So yeah. this is why kind of like my situation is in important to explain the issue with food. (laughs) Um, so I came from a very, very controlled household. Um, my parents divorced when I was two years old. Um, they both got remarried pretty quickly. Um, my mom was actually kind of already with the man. (laughs) Um, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and my, so she got married pretty quickly and then my dad got married, I think when I was, Five, yeah, because I think they've been married like 20 years. I think when I was like five or six, it, he got married. So pretty quick. Um, as soon as they got divorced and things were sought out in court, there was a contract of where I had to be, when, at what time, and with who um, at all times. It was legally binding, so it was 100% illegal to break this contract. Like you could actually go to jail if the yeah. contract was broken. So basically, I had a contract telling me when I had to be with my mom, when I had to be with my dad, down to the hour that my mom had to come pick me up from my dad's, like everything. My entire life was so laid out. And because both parents didn't feel like they got enough time with me, I didn't really get to spend that much time with friends when I was at either one of my parents' houses. Um, Because my dad only got me on weekends, like three of the four weekends of a month. And... um, and he also lived like an hour away. I went to school with uh, where my mom lived and mm-hmm. my dad was an hour away. So I had a whole separate group of friends at my dad's house that I didn't go to school with. They were mainly, they like lived on our block and I went to church with and things like that. So I had that group of friends and then I had my school friends. 
But when I'd be with my dad, he would only get me for essentially like two days out of the out of the week, six yeah. days out of the month. And so I didn't get to spend that much time. Well, I didn't get to spend any time with friends at school on the weekends because it was being at my dad's house, spending time with my dad and my stepmom, and then the friends I had at my dad's. And then when I was at my mom's, it was pretty much only during the school week. And when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to like hang out with friends during, you know, as I got older, yeah. I could hang out during the school week, but I was younger, I couldn't. So, um, so I didn't really get to develop any very strong friendships when I was younger. I don't have that friend where I'm like, oh, we've been friends since kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Like, I just don't have that because yeah. um, everyone else would have a best friend and I would have friends. I just, they would all hang out on the weekends and I wouldn't be there. And yeah, so it was very controlled. And obviously, as I got older, the more I wanted to spend with friends and I it was just getting very difficult and I felt like I couldn't control anything in my life. Um, I would, I, I have a sister and brother too, but they're half. So they're my mom and stepdad's kids. Okay, um, okay. and I've never viewed them as half at all ever. Cause I lived with them, but, yeah. um, but it, I felt like no one could understand what I was going through. And I also lived in very two different households mentally over my mom and my stepdad's house, um, my stepdad was a very kind of aggressive, strong, don't talk about your feelings, you're weak because you cry, we don't show feelings kind of household. Yeah. Um, and I'm a very sensitive person. Um, and I, I cry when I get frustrated, when I get annoyed. And he would like make fun of me for that and tell me I was weak and tell me like I shouldn't cry and then make me feel bad when I'd have to go over my dad's house and say, we do all these fun things when you're gone. Um, if you lived with us full time, like you would be, you'd be able to have all these fun things that like we get to do without you. And oh my God. <laughs> so I had that household and then I go to my dad and stepmom's house and my stepmom comes from a very, um, kind of very therapy background. Um, so she was like very psychology background. So she was always wanting me to talk about my feelings and share about my feelings. And at a very young age, that's so effed up and confusing that I was living like two different lives. Like yeah. I had a, two different people at the households. I was allowed to relax and cry and talk about things over my stepmom and dad's house. And over at my mom and stepdad's house, I had to put on a brave face. I, you know, it was bad to cry. It was like, I sh couldn't show feelings. And like, I also had to have two sets of everything. Like my mom wouldn't allow clothes to go back and forth between houses. I got grounded one time when my mom found a stuffed animal from my dad's house and I like hid in my closet. She like oh grounded me for that. Like, yeah, I had to have set, like, like I kid you not. I had two, I was living two separate lives Yeah, in so every hard. way possible. Um, and I mean, I even remember one time my mom wanted to get, um, wanted to get more time, like from the court. So I was in and out of court battles and I always had to testify against parents to like, and my mom would be like, say this about them, say this about them. And then over at my dad's or like, just tell the truth. And it was, mm -hmm. but I remember one time we had this huge evaluator come for a couple days that actually spent like a whole day with me at my dad's whole day with me at my mom's. And it was essentially the purpose of this was to get more time. And, um, uh, my mom had told me to like say so certain things and I just didn't cause I got nervous. I didn't want to hurt my dad. And, um, when the whole evaluation was over, first of all, the therapist person told me she wasn't going to say anything that I said to her, which like at like 12 years old, you believe that. And yeah. 
apparently she did this entire write-up document of like everything I said oh to her. Oh Both my parents read it. I ended up getting grounded at my mom's. My mom threw out like she took every picture in the entire house down of me, threw it in <gasps> my room, and I never want to see her face again. Are you yeah. serious? She was so mad that she ended up losing time during that oh court thing, and she had spent all this money and lost time. So, like, just to give you some background, like, that's the very controlled situation I came from. Yeah. It was, like, just a mess. So, I – so and I was also – I was always an athlete, so, like, food was never really a problem growing up for me. I was, like – I was always very active. I was outside. I played sports. Um, I did played field hockey track. I did cheerleading, played basketball. So that was never an issue until ninth high school, (laughs) like really like eighth grade, ninth grade, I would say, um, I was over the contract. I was like, I want to like, why can't I live my own life? Why can't I decide where I want to go? Um, I actually, one time my dad like called the cops on me because I didn't show up at his house when I was supposed to, and I was breaking the contract. And this is when I was like, this is like, I can't do this. And I just felt too overwhelmed. I was like 14, 15 years old. Like you already just want to hang out with your friends, let alone everything else. So the only thing I felt I could control was what I ate. Like, that's the only thing I had control over in my entire life. I felt like, um, and eating made me feel better. And so even though I was an athlete and had a lot of activity, I would come home and I would just binge eat. Like I would eat a whole pint of ice cream, a whole bag of chips, a whole thing of like, like I would dip chips in like cream cheese, like eat the whole entire thing. And you would never see like my weight because my weight never really changed, which is why like, it's not anything anyone would ever notice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would eat so much that I would full on make myself sick. Like I would get so much anxiety after I ate and I was so full, I would have the most anxiety where I wouldn't be able to think of anything else, but I have to get this out of my system because I can't breathe. I'm so full and I would go to the bathroom and throw it all up and then sometimes eat again and throw it up again. Like, cause I make myself full over again. And it like, looking back on it I'm like oh my gosh but at the time like I don't know it was I just felt like it was the only thing I had control over yeah all and then you know the whole starting high school and the body image and I just I wanted to look good and I was I was on the cheerleading team and I just wanted to be you know tiny and small and um it was just it was kind of everything at once and I would essentially like eat my emotions like I would that's the only thing that made me feel better like I would feel great when I was eating and then after I'd feel like complete crap and be like holy crap I have to get this out of me why is this inside of me right now and I just freak out um so how long did that go on for um I would it, it pretty much went on like all freshman year of high school and then I, I kind of told my mom slash my mom found out. Um, I think she had heard me throwing up one time and was like, what's going on? And I just, I told her and like, she sent me to the doctors and the doctor prescribed me antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills mm-hmm. because and he kind of knows my family situation too. And so me personally, I would I would never advise someone go on those pills, obviously. But to him, uh, from the his doctor's point of view, he was like, "Oh, this girl's very depressed. She has so much anxiety. That's why." They, and I just feel like they don't know I, what to oh, do, so they just throw pills. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, 
no, I'm this girl with this like eating problem because my life is so controlled. Taking pills is not what I should be doing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's not the answer, but let's fix the root of the problem. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So I had to go, I was like issued therapy and, but like, I, I wouldn't open up to the therapist. So I really felt like it never worked. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I didn't, I was embarrassed of what I was doing. I was very embarrassed. So I like, I couldn't even, I would like make up stories to tell the therapist or just not tell her the full truth basically because I was just, I was so embarrassed about it. I felt silly. I felt stupid. Um, I was like, no one else understands this. Like that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills for, um, like eight years. Wow. <laughs> because, yeah. And I would say the whole, the whole binge eating and throwing up after that, it was a roller coaster. I felt like it would, come about at times and then kind of go away at times and then come back. And looking back on it, I wish I had a journal or something that pinpointed like when those times were, but I'm sure they were times of high stress. Yeah. Uh, Like definitely. Um, but it, it even happened a little bit in college. Um, not as much, but it definitely happened a few times in college too. Um, I tried to really pinpoint that it was a very bad behavior, but at the same time, sometimes I couldn't control it. Um, I would just start eating and then I, like, I would just, I would have so much anxiety. I had to get it out. There was like nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. Um, Were you in a sorority? I was. Yeah. Um, Do you think that affected it at all? Honestly, for me, a sorority was one of, the best things at the right time for me because High Point is such a small school and it does have a very big Greek life community. Um, I, I've met, I met some of my absolute best friends and I felt like for the first time I had a family, Mm -hmm. I had people to count on and the sorority I was in was, was a lot of really good people. So I think, I think things could have been different if it was a different sorority, a different school, a different situation. But I like just met some incredible down to earth, real life girls that like are my lifelong friends and, um, kind of within the sorority found like my own little small group. So it's (laughs) certainly not like I was friends with like over a hundred girls, you know? Um, but because I felt like I never really had a family growing up. These girls like were my family and I like felt that emotionally. I'm so glad you found that. Yeah. Um, But I mean, did you notice the girls around you in high school or college with like, not necessarily the same eating or like behaviors as you, but like similar, like did that affect you at all? Did you see other people doing things that weren't the healthiest? I felt like a lot of things that affected me in high school were things in magazines and on TV because obviously when I was in high school, like there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook. Yeah. Um, There was MySpace, but yeah, yeah, there was MySpace, but, and I don't know how some people might've utilized it, but for me, like it just, it was kind of like Facebook ish. Like there wasn't any inspiration on MySpace. It was just like connecting with friends. Like it, it was nothing else but like connecting. Um, So I felt like a lot of the pressure came from like seeing things in magazines and seeing things on TV and, um, you know, seeing the Disney Channel stars were so like tiny and cute and pretty and like, (laughs) you know, Um, but I did see there was quite a few girls in high school that I saw with eating disorders. There was this one girl that fluctuated like crazy. She'd be like 90 pounds one year and then the next year, like 
probably like 150 and then she like come back over the summer and be like back down to 90 and it's crazy like she almost bragged about it too for like eating disorder she's like yeah I know how to drop like 40 pounds like it was just it was so unhealthy but yeah and I knew a few girls in college that would um you know do crazy crazy diets before spring break like eat nothing but rice crackers and peanut butter um just craziness and I remember one time I actually tried a pretty crazy diet right before spring break freshman year because I still was just in a bad mentality like I just didn't have a whole lot of self-confidence didn't have a whole lot of self-worth and I think my friend and I drank this like it was like the 10 pound Hollywood diet you can get it like CVS and it was like yeah you drink this liquid for like two days straight and like oh my god I freak out and cringe thinking about like, I can't believe I ever did that. <laughs> like, did what it is work? Your- um, I mean, I feel like, like, I feel like it dropped water weight. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's yes and no. Like, of course it like made me dr- lose like six pounds, but like, did I gain it back as soon as I had like a first meal? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. not real. Yeah. It's not, it's not real. So like, no, it doesn't really, it works, but it doesn't like at the same time. Yeah. So what, I mean, like what helped you get out of it? What advice would you give to somebody who might be in a situation, um, like with like, like yeah. eating disorder, how does somebody get out of it? Finding control in your life outside of food. Um, so whether like you need to be happy somewhere in life, mm-hmm. um, I understand like some people can be miserable in school or in their careers or whatever it is, but you need to find what you're passionate about and what makes you happy and put focus towards that. Cause that's really when bad habits fall off is when you have, you have a goal or something you're excited about or something you're passionate about. Um, and also surrounding yourself with good people. And sometimes that can be really hard if you have a toxic friend group. Um, but to understand what the friends you have in high school or the friends you have in college, if it's a toxic friend group, it's not the end of the world to make new friends. Like it's, it's really not like, it seems like the end of the world at the time. And it seems like, you know, you'll never have a friend again, (laughs) you know, to really have people that, are in your corner that are emotionally stable that can just support you in healthy ways. Yeah. Um, but to understand that control should never come from food. That should never be your sense of control because that's when, that's when eating disorders develop a lot of times is when it's like, I want to control every inch of this. And sometimes it can be in the form of, you know, just eating healthy 24 seven and being controlled or eating yeah. very unhealthy or, you know, having the control over exercise and eating and having more anorexic tendencies or binge eating and throwing up like bulimic tendencies, whatever it is, it's, it's all from control. Mm-hmm. So um, for, for you, what was like, what did, how did you find control in a different, like what aspect of your life did you change? Um, I would say the first time it's funny, the first time in my life where I felt truly, truly happy was, around the time I met Matt. And it it really is. When I met Matt, I went off my anti-anxiety medicine, went off my antidepressants for the first time. And for the first time felt happy. I'd been in some relationships in the past that were a little control. Like it was never anything 
crazy, like never anything abusive. Like there was a little emotional abuse for sure, but nothing yeah. anything dangerous. But thinking back on it, they were unhealthy relationships emotionally. And, and I think to be in any type of emotionally stable relationship, and that doesn't have to be a boyfriend or girlfriend. It can be a friendship. It can mm-hmm. be a relationship with a family member. But to have somebody that you have a healthy relationship with is like we, we need connections as humans. We need people to talk to. Um, we have to share our feelings. Like we cannot bottle it up. Mm-hmm. So I think Matt's stability and ha- taught me so much. Um, he's so patient and calm and kind. And he really, he got rid of a lot of my bad habits. Like, yeah. you know, one side of my household fought all the time. So when I saw relationships you were angry about something, you yelled at someone. And I remember the first time I yelled at Matt, like a few weeks into dating, he was like, that is not okay. Like he nipped that in the butt real fast. And I yeah, never, never did it again. He was like, that's disrespect. Like, and he never yelled back at me. He just was like, Hey, would you like to be like, do you appreciate it when someone talks to you that way? Like, that's very disrespectful to treat someone like that. And just to really understand how to be respectful to others, how to be respectful to yourself I think respecting yourself is a huge thing too. Yeah. Um, I think there's also something to like having somebody, whether that's like a significant other or just a friend who like, you know, is holding you accountable and whose opinion you respect and who you want to like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, Like you don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. And I think just having, I think outlining values is really strong and, some people find that from spiritu- um, like any type of spirituality, and it, I don't think it matters. You know, it doesn't matter if you are religious or you aren't, but to have that structure of values and that you live every day by those values. So every action you make, whether it's with yourself, with somebody else at work, you are living by your values every day. Yeah. Um, Did you? And I think Matt- that's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Um, did you and Matt connect so well because you had so much in common or was it that you guys um, didn't have a lot in common um, as far as like values and values? Yeah. We definitely had a lot in common because everything else we didn't we didn't have too much in common in the sense that I remember on our first date, he told me he didn't like movies. Oh, and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can date this man. (laughs) I was like, I love movies. My dad loves, like, I freaking love TV and movies. How can I be with someone that doesn't like movies? Like, it just blew my mind. And there were so many things like that. But, I mean, to touch on that real quick, his thing with movies is, um, number one, he has a hard time sitting still for like two and a half hours like mm-hmm. it has to he will watch movies now but it has to be like an action or a scary movie mm-hmm. like it has to engage him yeah Bill, and he didn't like movies because he would just he would just fall asleep during them because he'd get bored <laughs> he would bored. like that's why you get bored and the second thing is is he's like I feel like there's something more effective I can do with my time he's yeah. so he's so driven that he's like I could be working on this or doing something else instead of just sitting in front of the TV. I was like, whoa, I love my movies. Yeah. <laughs> Got to find a balance. Yeah. yeah. But I I think we had so much in common value-wise and character. We're, mm-hmm. We are both 
deeply caring people and want to make a difference with people and inspire and mentor. And we have so much of that in common, but then all the outside things were very different. We grew up in 100% different households. He grew up, his family is so incredibly close. And I, at first I thought that was weird. Like I strip was like, this is mad weird. He just talks to his siblings like every day or he talks to his mom every other day. I'm like, like, this is weird. And what I didn't understand is like, no, there's a lot of families that do that. Like, yeah. And, um, and I, I came to respect it so much and, and really value. He has extremely strong family values. And, um, just to, to know that, you know, his kind, where his kindness stems from, his parents are incredible and his siblings are too. And, um, just to have, to see those values and to understand that a family dynamic can be like that. And I don't know. So yeah. it came very two different worlds, but at the same time, not at the <laughs> two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I freaking love you guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want to, um, talk about your celiac. So how did you find out you had celiac disease? Oh my gosh, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like so much money was spent. I cringe. Oh my God. Um, so it was, um, I think two, somewhere around like two years ago now. Um, well, to go back a tiny bit further, I honestly do think growing up, some of my issues with food might have been better if I knew how to eat. I think I wouldn't have like reacted to certain things as much, but neither here nor there. I I had avoided gluten and wheat and heavy grains for a while leading up to finding out I had celiac. And the reason why is I my body would just kind of freak out. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, fine, I'll I'll just ignore. Like I'll just remove that from my diet. No big deal. Um so quick story real quick on the first time Matt cooked dinner for me I didn't tell him that like uh grains and pastas and things like that really annoyed me we just hadn't or really bothered me we hadn't got there yet in our relationship (laughs) and he cooked this amazing seafood pasta it was his grandma's recipe and I was like oh my gosh like I can't I can't not eat it like I can't do that so I ate it and about 10, like 10 minutes later, I passed out like someone had given me a sleeping pill. Like he tried to wake me up for so long and he was like actually worried something was really wrong with me. And I finally woke up like two hours later and he was like, what happened? Oh my God. (laughs) Like my body just used to shut down and I would just like, it was like, I took a very strong sleeping pill. Um, so did that for a while. And then I like I'm really glad he just said that because I thought I was the only person who that who that happens to. <laughs> no, it was scary when it would happen. Like <laughs> I would just pass out. Okay, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> um so anyway, so I had it removed from my diet for a while and I w- I was good. And then um like I accepted the job with High Point University and I was going into my first travel season in the fall. And it was my first time like learning how to eat healthy while I was traveling for three months. And I I did as, as best as I could at the time, what I thought, but I was giving in to some of like the catered meals. So I went to a lot of events where there was mm-hmm. catered meals, provided lunches, and I would be hungry because I've been traveling all day talking to people and I would want to avoid it. But I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm really hungry. Like I'm going to eat it. So mm-hmm. I was eating a few more things that I just normally would never eat. 
Um, and I, I don't want to say never, but like I, I would have a sandwich and I hadn't had a sandwich in forever. And yeah. I would have chicken with whatever sauce was catered, you know, those types of things. And in about three weeks time, my entire face broke out in blood blister cystic acne. Oh, oh my goodness. I, I have a picture on one of my blog posts. Yeah, and I was so I've seen it. To yeah, it's, it's nasty. Like, I didn't look like myself. I was going back to like a dark place mentally because I would wake up every morning, see my face cut and my face was like bright red from it too. It was so irritated. And I would just like wake up and cry. Like I would cry to Matt and be like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I look like this? Um, It was just like mentally it was so hard. Mm -hmm. And I swear I spent like hundreds, probably over a thousand dollars trying new face products and trying new things and, um, going to different facial places to have them do extractions and going to the dermatologist who wanted to put me on Accutane and like, like everything under the sun I'd spent money on, like from natural to heavy medicated to everything. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I had no idea what was going on. So on top of that, my lymph nodes in my neck got so swollen, you could see them. Like, you could see little, like, wow. bumps in my neck. And, like, as soon as you touched my neck, you could feel, like, how swollen they were. Um, so I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor that, like, snaked this camera up my nose and down the back of my throat to, like, look at everything. And he wanted to schedule surgery to, like, remove and drain some of my lymph nodes, um, oh my God. Never going through with that, but he wanted to do that. And then I also went to like a primary care doctor who wanted to put me back. So I had gone off birth control simply because I didn't feel myself. I'd been on birth control for like eight years. Um, I had originally gone on it for like mood swings and hormone balancing, which I'm like, oh, I can just do that through food. But yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I'd gone off birth control. And at this point, I was off birth control for a year. Um, And like really proud. I was like working so hard on balancing my hormones naturally through food, which by the way, I got my period like three times in two years, like as I was trying to like from the effects of birth control from it being so controlled by hell. But, um, so he wanted to put me back on birth control. He also, when he put me on rounds of antibiotics and I was so against it, but mentally at the time I was like, I have, no one else was giving me answers. So if he Mm -hmm. says like this antibiotics will kill the bacteria, I talked to Matt and I was like, I really don't want to do it, but I honestly feel like I have no other choice. So I decided to do the, um, the antibiotics. I went through two rounds and he gave me the prescription for birth control and I went and picked up the prescription. And then I was like, no, I've worked way too hard. I'm not, I'm not controlling my hormones again by a pill. So I didn't do that. The antibiotics didn't work at all, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was in, then I was in, a, it was like November now. So I think this was like two and a half months of going through all of this and still not getting an answer. I'd gone to a friend, one of my best friend's wedding um, in Maryland. And I was so embarrassed because I was going to see so many people from college and my Mm -hmm. face looked a mess. Like I was like, this is so embarrassing. Um, luckily I got some like real good makeup to cover it up and people tell me they didn't notice, but I felt not, I felt so self-conscious. Like I've just Mm -hmm. never felt, I just wanted to hide. My friends didn't see me for like two months all through all this because I just, 
I didn't want to leave my house, but, um, so, so we were went. all your symptoms, like, did you have digestive symptoms too, or was it? Yeah. So I also, my weight started drastically dropping without me changing anything in my diet. So mm-hmm. I draw, I lost like 20 pounds and for me, that's a lot because you're yeah. a small person. It's a lot and it's scary. And I, so I just, I kept dropping weight and, um, and I had no idea like what was going on and I couldn't, I was eating normally, um, and nothing was changing. Um, and then I also, I'd be dropping weight, but then I'd feel so bloated and I, like, I just felt like crap. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every, I was always tired. Like it was just everything in my body was going haywire all at once and so anyway, so when I was at this wedding, my, one of my friends, Shannon was like, Hey, I've been having all these issues with like heavy metal poisoning. Like she was telling me all these issues and she was like, I found this like naturopath doctor that sent me this like test thing. She was telling me all about it. And I was like, I want to do it. Cause I guess it, this test had found out so many things about her. Yeah. So, and I'm totally blanking on the name of the test um, because I ended up getting a million more tests after that. So that test was just kind of the gateway. Um, so I ended up finding a doctor in San Diego that had this test that my friend talked about because it was the first time I had heard someone kind of give me some hope. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was like, the doctor found out what was wrong with me. Like, this is amazing. So I ended up, I went to this doctor and for the first time I felt like someone was listening to me. Yeah. Um, cause I felt like no one believed me when I was like, they never going-? do. I swear. <laughs> no one believed that. Like I thought it, I thought it was food or I thought like, I'm like, do I have cancer? Do I like, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, what was, and I'm they like, make you feel like you're crazy. Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> yeah. Like you're yeah. lying. You're crazy. Yeah. Like, like I, like I'm just being super like, like vanity or vanity oriented. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have acne. Like, no, this is like, I don't look like this. Like, yeah. this is normal. And they just it made me feel like I was, even like my parents, because since they don't live in San Diego, they didn't see me. They honestly thought I was exaggerating. Yeah. Until I remember sending my dad a picture of my face because I felt like no one believed me. And my dad was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I remember after I got better, he told me, he was like, He's like, I didn't want to say anything to you at the times you were going through a lot, but that was rough. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm like, I know, like you, like I know. Um, so I found this naturopath doctor that ended up doing all these tests. Um, obviously, I got like did muscle testing, got blood work done. She ended up doing like intestinal and gut testing too. It was everything and anything, um, and she. She basically was like you, one of the, like the blood panels or the intestinal testings came back and said I had celiac and of course lactose intolerant, but I pretty mm-hmm. much knew the like, I honestly feel like everyone is lactose intolerant. So yeah, I'm not same. Yeah. <laughs> whole nother conversation, whole nother day. Yeah. So, um, but also she had listed so many foods that were being triggering to my body because of the celiac, like even grains, my body, because my body was so inflamed, it would interpret it as gluten and yeah. still attack my body, even though it wasn't gluten. So my body was just attacking itself. Um, and I ended up failing four liver tests. Like she had done these liver wow. tests 
liver wasn't functioning correctly. My kidneys weren't functioning correctly. Part of my small intestine like wasn't working. My stomach had barely any stomach acid in it. Yeah. Like it couldn't digest wow. food. Like it just, it was like a, it's like a snowball, snowball domino effect. Mm-hmm. Like once one thing in your body's like going haywire, it just knocks everything else out. And so literally my organs were like not working correctly, not processing food, not processing anything, which is one of the big reasons why I was losing so much weight too, is like food was just going right through me. Yeah. Um, and so I eliminated a lot of things from my diet, like Again, God bless Matt because I cooked dinner and he ate when I was eating salmon and salad and smoothies every single day for like months straight. He was right there with me. He'd every like he doesn't want to eat salmon anymore though because I cooked <laughs> it way too much in a yeah, year. Yeah. He's like, I kind of don't like salmon. He's like, you kind of ruined it for a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, but go ahead. Um, for people that you know, turn to a lot of professionals and don't get the help that they need. What are some sources besides visiting a a naturopath that you think that they should turn to, to do their own research about their health and what's going on with them? I think first and foremost, you have to use common sense. Mm -hmm. Um, If your body's freaking out and reacting differently, if a doctor is just going to throw pills at you without doing any real tests or anything they're just they're experimenting they're saying hey these sound like similar symptoms to something else why don't you try this we'll catch up in two weeks to a month and we'll see if that works like that's the Mm. way that's the way it works I think Mm -hmm. doctors are amazing when it comes to like um when it comes to like surgery and when it comes to like you getting a car accident you have to go to the hospital like (laughs) you need all of that I think they're amazing for that but I think for daily life things that are affected by food. I don't, I personally don't think they're the right people to go to. Um, but agreed. Think, yeah. yeah. 100%. I think really listening to your body, like if your body is going haywire, honestly, just try taking out some foods and especially triggering foods. So Google like an anti-inflammatory diet and just try to eat more of those anti-inflammatory but, foods. But the problem with that is like yeah. some you'll go online and some people will say, oh, anti-inflammatory diet is um, a vegan diet high in beans and rice. And, so, yeah. you know, so it's like I think this is a problem. Just like so much misinformation mm-hmm. is out there. Yeah. You can find an anti-inflammatory diet is two completely different like things. Right. Yeah. Some will tell you like no animal meat, no this, no that. Yeah. I think getting eating real foods, really just real foods, not processed for a few weeks and see how your body reacts to things. Um, the way I view anti-inflammatory, I guess is different than what you can find online. Like you will see different standpoints. So I totally agree with that. Um, were there foods that you cut out initially right after you found out why, right after you got these test results and were like initially trying to heal that you've been able to add back in? Um, yeah, I like cried when they say, I, when they said I had to cut out eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I was no. like, you don't know, love eggs. <laughs> no, I cried when I had to take those out for like a year. I literally cried for like, yeah, years. I was like, I, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cut out all grains, mm. um, every single type of grain there was. Um, I cut out eggs, uh, anything with sugar, even if it was like a coconut sugar or like any added sugars at all. Um, cause oddly coconut sugar 
bothers me more than something that's made with like a tiny bit of cane sugar, which is so I, I still don't know what that deal is, but um, it'll like upset my stomach more than if there's like a couple grams of regular sugar in something. Coconut sugar just messes are, with me. Are you okay with other coconut products? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good with every – yeah, I've never run into anything else because I drink coconut milk. I'll eat coconut meat. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the brand of coconut sugar I bought one time too. I don't yeah, know. That's um, interesting. Yeah, but I cut I cut out – so I wish I had the paper in front of me. I just took it out the other day too. Let's see if I have it. It was like pointing out the other day. But basically she had given me a list where I cut out um, no red meat. And I basically was doing kind of limited meat at the time too, like just not too much chicken or turkey, but no red meat, um, no grains, no soy, no corn, um, no sugars, no dairy, like anything. Basically, I was eating vegetables, limited fruit, um, fish, certain fish, because I had to cut out shellfish too. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty much like I was allowed salmon tuna and like a you know like a sea bass or a tilapia something like that um that's basically all I ate for oh I cut out no caffeine no alcohol um so I went eight months with not having any type of caffeine not even green tea um no alcohol which was the, the thing with alcohol was actually a pretty fun experiment and led me to not be that person that's like, oh, I've had a rough day, I just want a glass of wine. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like I totally used to be that person, and mm-hmm. I'm not anymore at all um, because I went so long without alcohol. It's not my, it's not a source of relaxation or fun or anything like that to me. Um, I certainly drink alcohol every once in a while, but it's I'm not just gonna have a glass of wine to have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not. Um, so I, I went out a lot of times too. Like I went off to the club with friends and didn't drink. Like I still went out with friends during this eight month period of time. I still was around people that were drinking and it taught me a lot of self-control and I kind of really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to like, know you can have fun and do that and you can go out to the bars and everyone else is day drinking and you're not like, that's fine. Um, so it taught me it was, it was a lot of reflection time. Um, but yeah, I cut out all of that for about eight months and I was pretty slow with what I brought back in um meats came back in a little bit I still don't really eat that many grains though they still they irritate me a little bit I'll I can probably have like a handful like rice like very very small portion if and I only really have black rice um Mm. and I soak it too so like I soak it and um so there's a lot that you're like, you know, I brought it back in, but my body just responds to things so much better now. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, you know me like yeah. I'm a radical. I don't I don't think grains. She's are very healthy, radical. So I don't <laughs> eat grains either. Um, yeah. I just I don't I just think they they trigger so many things and Yeah. I'm not and, a fan. Yeah. I mean, I just I just got that food sensitivity test back and like it shows I'm sensitive to every single grain. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's legit. Yeah, it's, my naturopath told me, she was like, when you eat grains, your body mistakes it for gluten product yeah. and attacks your body in the same way it would gluten. Mm-hmm. And what's really frustrating is a lot of even like gluten-free products like those like little nut thin crackers and things like that have like amaranth in it. And yeah. apparently it's like super allergic to amaranth. Like my body would freak out over it. And so it was re- like, 
I think what was yeah. most difficult is with family and friends that would try to go out of their way to provide something gluten-free for me and like didn't ask. And I would just feel really bad that they mm-hmm. like spent money buying a gluten-free product. Yeah. I don't eat gluten-free products. Like, yeah. I, yeah. You know, you know, I don't eat something. Oh, it's gluten free. Great. I can have all of this now. Like I can have crackers and bread every day. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> it's um, so a misconception. You know, yeah. And so many, yeah. it's so awkward. People will, like buy me like a gluten free, like cookie or gluten free cupcake. And I'm like, well, I can't like, <laughs> I, I can't have or... it. There's corn in it and there's oats in it. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, and, and then also beyond that, I feel like that's something that's really hard for people to accept the grain thing. Like I have friends yeah. who like, I just want to be like, you should stop eating grains. Honestly, yeah. like, you're, like <laughs> you're complaining yourself symptoms, but they won't give up the grains. And like, I mean, you can't force anybody to do anything. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and you're interested, just Google cross reactivity with gluten, like educate yeah. yourself about it. Like I can't make anybody believe it, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, I know my own personal experience, Kayla's experience and like, this is scientifically founded. People just don't want to talk about it and mm-hmm. totally. really accept it. Cause people hate to, we should do a whole episode on yeah. grains. Yeah. For oh real. God. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's just wrap it up with maybe some exercise talk. Yes. All right. <laughs> I know you're into your fitness. What's your fitness yeah. routine like? Um, so I I love the Kayla Cena's BBG body guide. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I found out about it about three years ago. Actually, a little bit more now. But my sister and I decided to do it together. And that helped me develop a consistent routine. Yeah. I think a lot of times with fitness, it's just developing something a little consistent. And that kept me on track. Um, cause again, growing up as an athlete, I, I had a pretty downfall in college as far as exercise, because number one, um, I was actually supposed to pole vault in college, but my wow. senior year, <laughs> my senior year of high school, I broke and dislocated everything from my knee down in oh a Oh my God. Accident. Oh my goodness. Um, so by the time I could recover, it was like a year later and I just, I wasn't as strong. I wasn't as fast. And, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't just going to walk up. It was going to take so much work. And by that time I, I played a little club field hockey in college too. And I just said, I had other important things. Um, so I worked out every once in a while in college, but it was nothing consistent. I was definitely napping and binge watching TV a lot more <laughs> than ever working out. So, um, so I started to get into more routine three years ago. So the Kayla CS guy is great. It's kind of like boot camp style. Mm-hmm. It's, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or I mean, you can just go any other every day. Like right now, I just restarted it like six weeks ago. And I think I'm doing like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, like it's whenever I start it. But it's very boot camp style. It's 28 minute workouts. And there's just a lot of like lunges and jumping and burpees and different ab workouts. Um, but it, not too much weight. Like the only weight I use is either like five to 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't do any type of like heavy weights at all. Um, but I love that it, it tightens me up like everywhere I want to feel tight. And that's mm-hmm. what I like about it. I feel very confident when, for me personally, when things feel like tight, you yeah. know, Are um, you doing I the like- first one or the Kayla 2.0? Uh, the first, I do have the 2.0. Um, I'm, I'm redoing the first one though. Okay. I feel like I'll do it like 12 weeks straight and then 
just something gets me knocked off my pattern for whatever reason. I'll go like a month or two without doing it and then I'll start it back up again. Um, do you do like the exact, like all her cardio recommendations too, or do you just use the resistance guide like part? So I do. Yeah, I do the, the resistance guide the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I do, I love sprint workouts, but I probably only do them like one to two days a week. Um, they're my favorite really quick workouts. Um, so the sprint workout that I do on the treadmill is I just, I sprint for 30 seconds and then I jump to the side for 30 seconds. I do that for 15 minutes and I'm done. Mm -hmm. That's so scary to me. Wait, that's on the treadmill you said? Yeah. That's so scary. I I like, I have a scar on my knee from doing that. So I never, (laughs) I always do it outside now. Start out, like if you, I like to do it on the treadmill just because I have a little gym right in my apartment complex and it's like a really tiny one and like barely anyone's in it. So I can just like get in there and get out. But, yeah. um, cause I don't, I do all my workouts like at home in my living room. Yeah. Us um, too. We're yeah, over the gym. I gym life is, uh, so I don't like century. gyms. I just don't. No, we've, <laughs> I feel like people just think, people think that they can't get in shape, like, I don't know. I feel like everybody overcomplicates it. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Totally. Everything. Like the every other day guide, I do that. And then I have my sprint. My sprint workouts are my favorite when I, when I know I'm going to be driving like all day for work, like especially if I'm driving within LA and I'm spending like six hours in the car because I'm going from like one high school to another to another, like starting Mm -hmm. at like 7am and my day is going into like eight or 9 PM. Um, I love doing that sprint workout because it, it's 15 minutes. I can run back to my hotel room, get showered and get out the door. Yeah. And then my other days are like left up to whatever. So the only time I ever do workout classes is with a friend. Mm-hmm. So I never like, um, any of the yoga that I do is just in my own apartment, like by myself. But when I go to yoga classes or bar classes or spinning, I'm going on like a friend date. Yeah. I'm always, that's how I'm spending my time with my friends. So I don't have like a membership anywhere. Um, so I'll just, I'll do that whenever, whenever friends like want to go like, like my one friend D like she, like we're getting kind of into kickboxing. So like if we haven't seen each other for a while, she'll be like, let's go do a boxing class this morning. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I do that. And then I like to get hard by the way. Sorry. I've always wanted to try kickboxing. Like, do you have to learn, like go to a class to learn how to do it or so I've been to two different places and one I hated and one I love. <laughs> um, the one that I love has the bags. You're not boxing with another person. You're just doing it with like, it's a room full of like 40 of the big bags, like the big tall ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes the combinations can get a little hard and I feel so dumb. <laughs> like they come, when they're easy, I'm like, all right, this is great. And then he'll do a combination. I'll be like, now you do this. And I like stare at him. I'm like, yeah, my brain's not remembering all that. (laughs) So I'll just start kind of doing my own thing because it'll go in different rounds. So I only have to do that combination for like a minute or whatever it is. And he'll like be walking around. And like one time he like looked at me because I was not doing it right. I was just doing my own thing. Like, yeah, I just, I didn't remember what you said. So I just like started punching it how I like wanted to. (laughs) Oh my God. So like just, yeah. But the one one gym I went to was like so intense. It was partner. It was like partnering. The guy wouldn't allow you to go drink water because like that was weak. And I like got so mad because I was like, listen, I'm thirsty. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was so unhealthy that I was like, I'm not training to like go doing like to be in a boxing match. Like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, this one I go to is like kickboxing for workout. And mm-hmm. so it's, 
it's a little more understanding and there's people of all workout abilities in the class, which makes me comfortable. Um, so I do that. And then Matt and I are pretty active when it comes to like hiking or walking. Like our, one of our favorite Saturday morning activities, if neither of us are working is, um, just walking down to our favorite breakfast spot, grabbing breakfast and going for like an hour walk just outside, just being outside. Um, but my other days I don't ever like plan a strict rest day. I'm not like, okay, I'm working out this, this, and this day. And then this is my rest day. Like I have my, I have my every other day with the Kayla at Cenas and then everything else I just leave up to kind of how I'm feeling. Like Mm -hmm. my rest day is whenever I need a rest day. I don't plan it out, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, Thursday, it's been a really crazy day. It's been a long day. Like I'm not going to feel guilty not working out. Like this is, this will be my rest that I'll rest today. Like that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So I just mentally just, you know, exercise makes me feel good. makes me feel calm with the work day and everything else going on. It's definitely better with like controlling anxiety, but I don't let it run my life either. Uh, yeah. I also, do you have any thoughts about, I mean, I, I, I said this to you the other day, like I've been so frustrated with the shit on Instagram about workouts and like everyone's everyone's posting these like two hour workouts (laughs) that they're doing every day. And I'm like, literally, literally, (laughs) yeah. Like, what is your opinion on this? Like, (laughs) I, it's the same with like work or school. It's work smart not hard yes I love that (laughs) like you can get a workout done in 30 minutes or less and have it be very effective and you're you're done like you're done for the day that's that's all you need and and it also depends like what you want like I I like to feel tone so that's why I do the Kayla Tsinas guides is because they they tone up the legs they tone up the arms they turn up uh, tone up the belly area and I like that personally yeah um some people just want to feel like energized and just get activity in, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely different, but oh my gosh, just work smart. Like yeah. you don't need to, <laughs> no one needs to spend two hours in the gym unless you are training for something professionally. Like that's different because that's your job to train or, and, and that's your own. And I don't know, like if, if someone's training for this huge boxing match, I'm not an expert in that regimen in that training regimen. I'm just, yeah. I work out to feel good and to feel confident. Do you think that your like sprint workouts or your Kayla it's or the Kayla Cines are like more effective? Like if you could only do one or the other? Um probably the Kayla Cenas guides and then just like leave it up to like walking or just general, you yeah. know, movement and activity after that. And I feel that way because I love that the Kayla Cenas it's just, it's working so many different muscles. Like yeah. I, the one I did this morning was abs and cardio and it was just like, yeah, that's my favorite. Segment. I did. Yeah. So I did like, it was burpees and then it was like different types of sit-ups, like with different leg movement. It was ab bikes. It was like, it's just, it's always mixing up muscles. Like mm-hmm. the abs and cardio is never just doing like 5,000 sit-ups. Like it's, you're, you're moving, you're doing some legs. There's always some arms in there. It's just utilizing so many different muscles. And I think that's important just for general movement. Um, so I, I really like the well-roundedness of her workouts, even if it says like legs and cardio or arms and, you know, arms, you're still, you, it's not just lifting heavy weights with your arms and nothing else. Like you're just, you're doing so many different things and she switches it up and, 
I yeah. first I, I feel good doing it, so I I like it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love how you're just. I just feel like you're so down to earth about everything. <laughs> I love it. It's very refreshing. It is. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I just I think people overcomplicate things. Like yeah. it's it, it's simple. It, like once you get to a point of simple, I do understand some people can be really overwhelmed when it comes to starting things out, but you don't need to plan two hour gym visits and go from like zero to a hundred with nutrition. Like someone who's never even eaten a salad, like doesn't, I don't know. You don't need to go out and spend thousands of dollars to redo your entire kitchen. Like understand mm-hmm. it's a process yeah, and yeah. to just learn, learn for yourself and build because if you're going to replace everything in your kitchen, you're clearly like copying and mimicking what someone else is doing. And I think mm-hmm. it's a process of what your own body likes it like just what makes you feel good like just do what makes you feel good yeah exactly <laughs> and it. guess what it's so totally okay to have a cookie and ice cream guys yeah, <laughs> it's fine it's not gonna yeah and oh my gosh and that christina i feel like we feel we're on the same page with this too and i kind of want i kind of want to hear a mini christina rant with this but oh my god like cheat meals versus just treating yourself like uh, yeah like, I, like my thing is like you don't treat on your, cheat on your boyfriend. You don't cheat on tests at school. You don't cheat at work. So why are you cheating in your diet? Yeah. Like, well, why what does that even mean? Like, what yeah. is cheating on a diet? Like, it's such a you're not enjoying che- your life. Is cheating because there's not yeah. rules. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. get. Like, exactly. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, I know. And like, also, treat yourself. <laughs> and if you think of it as a cheat, then like it's not the point. Okay, because people think cheat meal, they'll think like, okay, let's say like brownie and ice cream right mm-hmm. why are you eating that shouldn't you be eating that because it's like sounds yummy and you want to like yeah right? treat, like, treat yourself good. treat, treat not your, cheat yeah treat yourself so why are you calling it a cheat meal where you're acting like it's something bad like it's like, actually like you should feel guilty about it yeah mm-hmm. it's like a reward i guess yeah you know i'm saying like, hell no i'm not gonna feel guilty about having a little brownie and ice cream i'm gonna be like this is so bomb. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no label to put, exactly. put with it. And it's just like yeah. people are like worried about like, oh, that's my cheat meal day. Now like, I can't really? have it for like a yeah. month. Well, like, why can't you just have it when you want it? Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah. Dude, I need to have like a whole podcast about that. I can't. Seriously. Yeah. Nothing makes me. So, I'm like, you're just treating yourself. Like enjoy it. I actually, um, one of my clients texted me. Uh, two days ago and she's like hey can can you help me out with something I'm like sure what's going on she's like I'm going on a date tonight and I'm like I'm really worried about mentally eating unhealthy like I've worked so hard like how can I how can I feel better about maybe just like eating kind of unhealthy tonight or whatever that is and I said listen like you work so hard mentally to like eat the right things and do the right thing for your body. I'm like, have fun tonight. I'm like, mm-hmm. eat whatever you want and like yeah. feel good about it. I like just enjoy it and know that like you're so strong and you, you work so hard, like have whatever you want. Like yeah. it's okay. Like don't, don't feel guilty. Balance is not about eating perfectly. It's about, eating, making your body feel good. And then if you want a glass of wine or if you want this or want that, then have it and not feel guilty. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's where the mindset aspect comes yeah. in because when yeah. you're feeling so guilty about it, it's doing something negative to your body, not just mentally, but to yeah. physically too. Well, yeah, no, and that's the other thing. It's like if there's such a thing as being like eating too clean, like then mm-hmm. then I don't think that's healthy either. Mm-hmm. Like you have I to agree. be balanced. Like it's about living life, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. – 
Oh man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there was, yeah. There was sorry, real quick. A few weeks ago, for a week straight, I all I was craving was like a chocolate chip cookie. And Matt and I had to drive to three different places to find like a gluten and dairy free chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> because, like, and I wanted it like every, I wanted it like three times that week. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I just want. That's all I want. And was I it know, good? Did you find a good one? It's so good. Yeah. The first two places we went to, like we're all sold out of them because we were going in the evening and I finally found one. Um, there's this cute little bakery in La Jolla that has like a couple gluten-free cupcakes and co- um, and cookies. And we don't have as many places um, as LA, as LA does when it comes mm-hmm. to um, gluten and dairy free, like um, baking yeah. uh, pastries. And so I was just like in heaven, but oh I was like, God. if I want a like cookie, I freaking want a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got that cookie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay well this has been like amazing we need to yeah. have you back because we need we, to have a part two we just scratched the surface yeah almost. we have so many other things but okay why don't you um tell people like where they can find you if they want to um work with you how they can do that sure thing so um my name is kaylee christina clark but my blog is kayleechristina.com and my name is spelled a little complicated so i'll have you guys like yeah. link it. it'll be linked don't worry <laughs> be linked um and my Instagram is just Kaylee.Christina. And um, all, so all my health coaching, everything is on my my blog. So I have my services listed and everything is very customizable. So um, normally on my website, I charge for like an introductory like evaluation. But for anyone that mentions actually adultish in this podcast, if you send me an email, like totally – fee wave for that so if you guys want an initial consultation um i'd be more than happy to do that so um you can just email me on there let me know um if you want to schedule one because you've heard through this podcast i'd be happy to do so but everything's customizable because everyone needs something different but i do have a few programs that are listed on there just so you can get a get an idea of what i do um just to give a little inspiration Mm -hmm. um have that I've also designed a five-day whole foods cleanse that's on my blog. And it's really um, – it's it's just a way to, like, start eating clean is really mm-hmm. what it is. Um, it's, so it's so just, so good. yummy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We've had it. Yeah, we did it. And now I make the elixir that you – the one with Yum. the cayenne. Oh, it's so good. I make it, like, almost every morning. That makes I me so it. happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's all I drank when I, like, couldn't have any caffeine or anything for so long. I just – I made that every morning and I felt like I felt like it energized me. It felt great. Mm-hmm. I was um, also obsessed with that um, stir fry, the salmon one. <gasps> yes. So, so good. good. I, I, so that's the only way Matt will now eat salmon is when I make that. <laughs> oh that's the God. only way. <laughs> he didn't even know like salmon was in it like until after he finished the meal. He's like, wait, was that salmon? Do I like salmon? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have that on there and I answer any and all questions. I've done um, – some customizable stuff with that. So I've had, I've actually had someone tell me that they're allergic to avocados and I have a lot of avocado in that. So I always provide modifications, um, for people that are allergic or have sensitivities to anything in that cleanse. Um, and it's funny, sometimes I like feel bad. I named it a cleanse and not something else. Cause really it's, it's cleansing your body of like cravings for sugars and unwanted items. And that's really the, the purpose. It's not any type of like starving juicing plants there's lots of food guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's supposed to just like make you feel good and um so i have everything's on there and so yeah you can find everything pretty much on my blog and instagram i like to view instagram as my 
continuation of my blog and a quick way to get out stuff. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have time or feel like writing a whole blog post, I'll just post a recipe on Instagram. So I'm like, I can just get this out right now. And I don't have to worry about the fluff sometimes that comes with a blog post. So um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'd be like, hey, updating you on my week, and then we'll get to the recipe. Like, sometimes I like, yeah, <laughs> recipe. So, yeah, so I have a lot of that on Instagram and um, Snapchat. I am at K as in K A Y underscore Bush because Snapchat, you still can't change your name on it, and that's uh, annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole so, other yeah. conversation. The Snapchat, <laughs> yeah, when, when can I, I, yeah, so it's my maiden name, and it's K is in short for Kaylee and so yeah. <laughs> no consistency there. So don't worry. Yeah. We'll link everything below so you can find Kaylee easily. Um, this has been so yeah. great. We're yeah. for sure having you back. Your energy is so vibrant. Yeah. I don't think I need a cup of caffeine. We anymore. love you. I want <laughs> you. I wish I lived near you. Like it kills I me. Oh my gosh. I know I'll be in the next two months. I'll actually be up in LA a lot for work. So we'll have to get together. Yes. Amazing. I'll do a little spring traveling. So get there. I would love that. All right. Well, we have kept you long enough. Um, (laughs) Thank you again so much. And we will talk to you later. Awesome. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. Bye.